everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast. It's August the 12th. That's uh, Wednesday for you who are counting at home. Uh, this is the show. My name is LeGrand Jolly. I'm joined, as always, by my two best friends on the whole planet. Can you guys believe that? Nope. Dale it's, Jones and Jeremy Lamont. Hello. That, that's the saddest story I've ever heard, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, happy, happy Ides of August. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So what's going on? What's new? I mean, we blew all of our good material in pre-show banter, we so I don't know what we're do. even going to talk about we right now. We always do. Like, we should just start recording, like, about 15 minutes before we actually I know. do. And then, yeah, and then you can just splice that in. What's new is I have all the Assassin's Creed and all the Mass Effect comics and all the Bloodborne comics now to read. I kind of want to read those Bloodborne ones. I'd be all about that. I might buy that bundle. I don't know why. It's I only might. 15 bucks. Yeah. Oh, Life is Strange also. Horizon Zero Dawn. Quake Champions. There's Horizon Thieves. Zero Dawn comics there's at least one yeah. um wolfenstein the evil within watchdogs maybe you have to read the comics so that you know what happens in between the Probably. zero dawn and forbidden west dishonored actually has uh, i've read the dishonored comics already though but uh, i read some of the mass effect also. Ones. so back when i was all into mass effect yeah i, I might have also i definitely Listen, read some of the mass effect novels you know what you know what yeah. it doesn't have though that i do if, you, if, we're, if we're comparing our nerd cred here uh, it, I, <laughs> I have a uh, an enslaved Odyssey to the West comic signed. I don't oh, even wow. remember where I got it from, and I haven't opened it. But I've got a Witcher Three comic that's unopened, not signed. Really? Though. Yeah. yeah, that's not bad. Maybe or some stuff. It's probably just about gathering herbs. There's like a horse, and he no, gathers it's about a bunch of herbs. 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 It's about plowing. There it is. <laughs> there it is. The Witcher. Oh, that's not bad. Look at that. That is pretty good. It's even in. It's never even opened. Oh, I've got that comic. I've, I've got it digitally on Comixology, though. It was at, uh, I bought it at New York Comic Con in 2014. Wait. Yeah, 2014. And I haven't opened it. It was at the Dark Horse booth. Sweet. You know what? But anyway. The fact is I actually have a few video game comics that have absolutely no cred whatsoever. I have a Prince of Persia comic that's written by Jordan Mechner, like a graphic novel. It's awful. Uh, I just flipped through it, and I'm like, oh, who even knows what's going on? I have a Tron 2.0 comic that has nothing to do with the game. I don't even know what's going on in that. I have all the bad That doesn't matter. Comics. I know, but it's... They, they should never be based on the story. It shouldn't be a retelling of the game. That'd be oh, bad Jeremy, I heard there's going to be a Tron 3. Uh, yeah, I'm not super excited about it. Isn't, isn't uh, who, someone's involved in I heard in there's going to be a Matrix 4. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I heard there's going to be a Dune Whoa, remake. what? Holy cow. <laughs> yeah. I, I was know. I was waiting. I don't know. I wanted to get back into that sweet, sweet Matrix session we oh, left off last. Hey, week. listen, I can pull it out anytime. Pull it out anytime. I'm sure. Uh, speaking of anytime, no time uh, like the time present. To talk about anytime time now. To talk about video games. Uh, I fired up a game, and if you are friends of the Discord channel, you understand and know what I've been playing because I I spoiled it. I spoil it, guys, and the what you've been playing. Channel. I never go in the Discord channel. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. Uh. I have been playing a game called Civilization VI. Uh-oh. That's right. This is a game that came out. Uh, it was free on the Epic Game Store during that super epic mega sale. It was a follow-up to GTA V. <laughs> uh, Civilization VI. Oh, yeah, the sequel. The, uh, so simply, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, in, in the super mega sale uh, timeline, I guess. Uh, I, I thought you meant, like, canonically. Civilization is like, when you, you... You transition from GTA Well, 5. yeah, because you have to rebuild after all the destruction That's caused right. in a Grand Theft Auto That's game. That's right. Uh, so Civ is, I, I have kind of a weird relationship with this series. Uh, I don't think I would ever pay full price, probably for any 4X game. Really? Uh, I've, I played Civ 4, I played Civ 5, I, I, I probably bought those on some ridiculous Steam sale, and this one I got for free. I had no intentions of ever buying 
Civ sex. Like I, I, I did. I just didn't want to. I, I don't know. It's just four X games are not really my jam. Uh, I, I try them until now. I, I guess if I guess if any of them are my jam, it's the Civilization series. But it's not a genre that I go out of my way to play. You know hmm. what I'm saying? That's interesting. It's, uh, it's actually a genre I go out of my way to avoid playing because I lose my entire life oh, to it. If so, I sit down so I so I installed. I'm like, you know, I don't know what to play right now. Like, I, I I'm bored on a Sunday afternoon. What am I gonna do? Uh, I don't know. Civilization is just kind of sitting there staring. I was going through all I got of my ten different hours games. to kill. I, I was well. Okay, we'll get, we'll get to that. But I was going through my like my Xbox library. I was going through the Epic Game Store. I was going through Steam, looking at all the stuff that I had installed and earmarked to eventually someday play. And uh, for some reason, Civilization stood out. It's like, yo, this is a game that I could probably just chill to for a while. There's no stress involved with Civilization. Um, and I fired it up and uh, ran through the tutorial because I had no idea how to play a Civ game again. And uh, started a game. I ended up playing six and a half hours uh, that day. Um, and I'm probably maybe a couple more after Sunday. I played a little bit more today uh, with my son over during lunch. And um, the the thing that I found very, very interesting about Civ Six is how into it my, my boy got into it. Like, he was really? all I about great. it. I, I was playing as um, Cleopatra with Egypt, for okay. whatever reason. And... Um, he got into like the stories that were happening because he he knows the historical figures, right? So right. Gandhi shows up, and Gandhi lives next to me, and, he, <laughs> and and Teddy Roosevelt's over there, and uh, Gandhi launches that and, level three aircraft. And Queen Victoria is like... over there, and you know the dude from Spain, and there's a Viking guy, and so he got way into like the storylines that are created out of games like this. And the, the interesting interesting thing about Civilization VI is that the characters are characters that you know, right? You know who these people are, these historical figures. So it's not just like, you know, Spaceman from, you know, Stellaris or whatever, right? right? This is an right. actual character that they can kind of attach some sort of a personality to from what you might understand from history. Um, and so he got way into these stories of, you know, Queen Victoria waging war against Cleopatra for whatever reason. He thought it was the coolest freaking thing. And, and Gandhi and, and Gandhi's only got spears, but I've got tanks. So, you know, that guy's in trouble. Um, and now he's infatuated with wanting me to nuke uh, Queen Victoria. As soon as I get my first nuke that I'm building right now. <laughs> what, did, what did Queen turns. Victoria do to you? She, I don't know. I, I, you know, she lives her, she her little nation. Her nation is like far off. She's like a long ways away from me. But for whatever reason, she like keeps on denouncing me, and then she just goes to war. And then Gandhi and her are an alliance, and so Gandhi's now fighting me, and Gandhi lives next to me. So suddenly, I'm in a war with Gandhi and Queen Victoria, and not my uh, Gandhi. Gandhi should really practice what he preaches. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, and oh, and what I did is so. She, oh no, what she did. So there's this little tiny patch of land in between me and uh, Spain, I believe. And there's this little tiny place where it's just big enough for a city. And she marched a freaking settler over there and settled right in the middle of all my stuff. The right? Gaul. The Gaul. I know, right? The cheek. So I'm like, okay. Just I'm like, like whatever. An imperialist. I'm like, I- I'm okay with that. It's fine. It was unclaimed. Cool. Queen Victoria. Do what you got to do. But then when she went to war with me, I'm like, all right, we're done. And so I got all my stuff and I built a bunch of siege and I built, and, and I had way better stuff than she did already. And so then I just walked over and took over Manchester and built the Eiffel Tower there. And that's basically what I did. Um, 
and then she was she's been pissed off at me ever since for some reason. See, I think so I, I can, own Manchester. That was her. That was her city. I took it. I think I can really relate to this whole mindset. I mean, I I don't know that I necessarily get into like oh then you know Mechlock the the Lord of the Heathen Nation said to me, but but you know I do get into that thing where it's like this is my city. Like we live in this little area on this peninsula. I I send these boats out. This is my naval capital. Oh, and then I have this over here, and this is my mining town, and this is where uh-huh. these kind of people live, and I build these kind of troops here only because they get the bonus from this building that I build there. Right. So, and, and there is something, like, aside from the gameplay, and I find this even more in games like uh, the Age of Wonders series or, um, you know, so, some of those kinds of games where not only do you have sort of your sort of nameless, faceless self, but you actually have hero characters and stuff, and you can level them up and, and things like that. They don't get into that in Civ, but but I, I'm with you, like, on this whole idea of this is the story of my people and where we it's, came from and who cool. our enemies are. It's cool, it's fun. I mean, it... it I think games like this that are kind of open-ended, um, that's where the fun is, is in the emergent gameplay and stories that arise out of this thing. You know, it's like, my kids are like, yo, as soon as, if Queen Victoria ever attacks you again, you need to nuke England. And I'm like, <laughs> or nuke London, they keep telling me. And and both of my boys today at lunch, they were kind of hanging over my shoulder like, dad, nuke London. And I'm like, listen, man, I'm going for the peaceful science victory. Like, chill out. devils on your shoulder there. Yeah, uh, th- this game they actually did a, a couple of interesting things with, with what you're talking about, uh, with kind of like this is your mining town or whatever. But they yeah. actually added, and I think this may be new to Civ Six. I don't remember much, you know, enough about Civ Five to recall. But this seems like something new. But you actually can build uh, different districts around your city. So you create a city, then you can add an entertainment district and an arts district mm. and a research center, and then you can add, um, you know, uh, like a factory area, like an industrial area. And then on those different sections, you then build them up with, uh, with more upgrades. And so you can actually focus like, this is my commerce city. And this is where all my, this is where all my money funnels through. This is where I put my banks. I put all my finance stuff. These guys are getting the, you know, the great economists that will spawn every once in a while or whatever. So this is what, this is where this city's focused on. Um, and you can kind of build it up that way. I was focused purely on research. So everywhere has got universities and colleges and, um, and stuff like that. But, uh, I, it's weird because I'm getting close to finishing out this game. I'm going to have a science victory at the very least. Uh, maybe even, I'm even pretty close to a cultural victory if I wanted to kind of go that direction. Um, I'm probably about a hundred, maybe, uh, maybe, I don't know, 60 turns from probably ending the game. But, um, now that I've learned and I felt more about it this time than I have with previous Civ games. When I played Civ 4 and I played through a whole round of that, I was like, yo, I'm done with this game. Uh, maybe I'll come back to it in a couple of years, right? You get done with the Civ round and it's like, oh my god, that took like 15 hours and I'm done. I'm or spent, or right? what happens is you get to this gid-locked, you know, when there's only a military victory and that's what you're going for, you just end up in a place Those where are hard, I can't... That's... Yeah, that's the thing. Like, and just like you say, 15, 20 hours in, you're like, alright, I consider real this a victory. Though. Moral victory... <laughs> <laughs> I'm starting over. Yeah, and, and so, but with this game, I'm feeling like, okay, I, I feel like I've, and maybe this is just goes to show how much I've changed maybe as a gamer, where I'm, I'm not looking for that quick adrenaline boost as much anymore with some of the stuff that I do. Uh, and so part of me is like, yo, I've learned a lot with like well, the mechanics of this game over this entire round that I've played. What would happen if I take all that knowledge and pour it into the next game, knowing what I need to do, knowing how these systems work together, knowing how production and food works and what that actually does, uh, knowing how to build up my economy early and my production and research the proper things so I can get what I want. Um, so I'm thinking about just starting another game up after this one's over and playing another one. I've, I don't, I've never done that with a civilization game before, uh, but 
I'm having a pretty good time. And my, my son is like, I, he's like, well, where did you get the game? I'm like, oh, it was free on the Epic store. And he like had an Epic account and he didn't get it. He never got it. And he's like, now he's mad at himself. that no, he, no. he wants to play it on his own, you know, because he, I think he's frustrated with me because I'm not attacking it, you know, attacking everyone. He's right. I was like, yo, you should wage war on Gandhi. And, and part of me wants to take like, now that I have nukes, just take like my save game and splinter it right off. into like an apocalyptic like, surprise attack on <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt and just nuke oh, Washington man. DC and see what happens. Right. And Here's your big kinda, stick, Teddy. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of play it that way. But me and, uh, me and old Teddy Roosevelt have been in a, an alliance for the last, I don't know, three centuries. So we're actually uh, good buds, him and I. Um, so I don't think I'd do that, Teddy, but yo, Queen Victoria. Yeah. I think I might She's just come and splinter my save game and go nuke London and, and, and see what happens. I, I'm curious to see like what happens when I nuke if everyone kind of rises up against me. Does anybody um, else have? Are there any deterrents to you doing that? Is this is anyone else? I, I don't know, it? and that's the thing that I don't know. I don't know if if I if you know some of more of the because I haven't been building up a military force. And I, when I look around at my allies and I look around at other people, I see like military units all, all over, over the place. place. I hate that, man. I hate and I'm like, like okay, behind. if I ever did piss anyone off, they would probably <laughs> just kick my ass because I've been really focused on science and I've defended myself whenever Gandhi's attacked, right? But yeah. um, I don't know. It's fun, man. I, I mean, so, I still I still end up in a place, a like, of... especially at the beginning where, you know, I'm, I'm just trying to build roads or something and I leave a city undefended for just a minute and like some random barbarian comes out of the fog of war just like on an angle or something and suddenly I like I can't stop them from raising <laughs> one of my first cities. I hate that. Every yeah. time. Every time. The barbarian killed off my uh, my freaking scout at the beginning. I never made another one. Oh, like, really? I didn't scout anything. <laughs> but the, the thing is, is that uh, Teddy Roosevelt, he's all about scouting. So if you scout too much, he gets pissed off. Really? Um, so I, all of the characters I, have their personalities and their little quirks where if you do something, you're, you're no matter what you do in the game, you're going to have enemies and you're going to have friends, right? Just That's totally. just the way that the characters, the game is designed. That, like Teddy Roosevelt's pissed if you scout, but he's happy if you do X, Y, or Z. And so him and I Teddy just became, Roosevelt. Yeah, hate I that guy. I, I like he, the he, idea the of, the, of this speculative <laughs> alternate history. Like, the Phoenician scout was defeated, and this civilization never scouted again, or something. I just, I like the idea of how like, that... oh, they decided not to send anyone out. They yeah. never heard from him again. He just ran off into the into the east and was never seen from again. Yeah, some the, the some assumed that he was captured by cannibals, and they felt it was never oh, worth it. Oh gosh, that's, that's yeah. I, good. That that game, the stories that you can just put together i don't know good it's, stuff it's a it's an interesting series so uh i'll probably screw around with it for a little while more i'm sure yeah they, anyway. i think they've got some expansions out for that by now don't they do you know what those are uh, like a... i think they do and of course with the epic game store you didn't get you the just get the edition. basic yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so there's probably some stuff on there huh yeah i've thought about it i haven't played a civ game proper since like civ 4 and usually i'm like well what incremental changes have they made is it really going to make a big difference and then i just kind of like nah I just They're so good, though, Jeremy. Like, uh, Six is and and I, even... I, I think they've made enough. And and when the reviews that I've read about this game, when I'm like, I got into, it, I'm like, okay, what are people actually saying? Like, I'm having a damn good time. But what is the what is the consensus on people who actually play a lot of these games? And the people are saying like, yo, this is the best like base level Civ game ever. Like most feature complete. Like it doesn't need the expansions always bring new mechanics, right? But yeah. yeah, they're basically saying there's enough here that's more than Civ Five had with all of his expansions. There's just a lot of new mechanics that they added. I, I I think I still tend to play things like I gravitate to stuff that's a little more not Civ. I guess technically I I go for like the endless games, you know, endless space, endless legend. 
uh, or or Age of Wonders, you know, magic and and stuff like that, yeah. you know. Um, I, Civ somehow just kind of I have a lot of people who are into Civ and they're like, hey, we should play Civ, and I'm like, I don't know if I got that kind of time to commit. Um, but but I'll sit down with a game of like spaceships or something. Or uh, you know, it's crazy how they have those um those rounds that you can play like over email or yeah. whatever. Or do they still have that in Civ Six? They do. They have. I don't know. I but. Could you imagine how long that would take to play? <laughs> like, you know what the I, you know the thing, the thing. Wouldn't that, that be fun though to play a game of Civilization across two two years of real in game time where you're playing like a turn every couple days? Potentially, like, how much fun would that be? Uh, does the, do you potentially. know? It just came out. Well, I was just thinking, like, you know, at the end of a year and a half, and you're just like dying. Like, it's it seems like it could be real. You know, oh, real, just drag on. Yeah, just real miserable. Well yeah, uh, but I, they, yeah. this came out on the Switch also, and from what I understand... It's on the uh, uh, iPad as well. Is it? See, that's that's what I really want. I really want these kind of games to be on mobile. Um, It'd be really good it on It seems like they always iPad. water them down, though, and it ends up... It's I mean, actually it's... free to, to download on iPad. Mm. This is the full game on iPad. It's the really? full game on Switch, too. You can download the game, and then you actually have to pay in-app purchase to actually it's like 20 unlock bucks the game actually. or something yeah, yeah to unlock the full you can play like the tutorial and screw around but yeah yeah um, i'd like to see more of that yeah so well, that's good yep i know that dale dale Yo. <laughs> <laughs> dale was telling me all about everything he's done this last week so yeah dale tell us a, not a whole lot of it involves uh video games unless you want to hear about uh Boo. animal crossing chores no thanks you know, th- those kids really have you whipped, man. You're just, like, doing all the... Are they doing anything? Like, are you putting those kids to work? They're doing something. I don't know what That's it is. That's the thing, is that Dale, like, is secretly like, yo, my kids are all into Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's I know. really him. <laughs> I gotta help my kids play this freaking he, game. He comes on protesting too much, like, oh, I've done more chores in Animal Crossing. Yeah, well, that's basically all the... <laughs> All the game time has been lately is is that... That's all that game is, right? It's just a bundle of... That's all any game is. Grinding. Yeah, it's like... Go, uh, Civilization is not. I'm just grinding civics. Yeah. Go collect some stuff to you know make some money and and all that. Dale, Dale, have you seen the new fireworks event for Animal Crossing? Oh uh, yeah, Sundays. It at, is uh, the 7 most PM joyous Pacific. little thing. I I spent uh, and I know this is about you right now, but I spent the Sunday evening with my kids on the fireworks event in in Animal Crossing, and I felt like I was having such a great little family togetherness moment with my kids, getting the little glowing bopper hats and all the different kinds of fireworks, and cousin Red with his ticket booth and getting all the little fireworks and stuff like that, and then visiting That's friends. On Sunday nights, every That's Sunday, on Sunday night. night, every Sunday, Sunday night in August. So seven, I, seven I'm telling you, set an alarm for yourself yeah. to go do it. It start, yeah, what starts. What time does it start, or does it matter? Starts at seven. Yeah. All right. So do do that. It's way fun, phone. and it's just cute. I, I really loved it. Uh, so Dale, tell us about that. Dale. Remind me on Sunday at seven o'clock p.m. <laughs> to play Animal Crossing with Kelsey. There you go. So here's what I'm trying to figure out: is right. um, set aside the like. Uh, you know, grifting the the turnip thing, uh-huh. but like just like self-contained to your own island or the little islands that you can go to with your your Nook Miles ticket. Uh-huh. The the best way to make money, and I'm trying to figure out if it's like you just gather up a whole bunch of materials and then you just make you craft the hot item of the day and sell a bunch of those, or you just gather up a bunch of materials and and crank through the um just crafting the things that require the most materials 
I, I would say I mean? work smarter, not harder. It's it's got to be the turnips, man. It really, it's just got to be the turnips. Well, the turnips, yeah, but, but you know, you can only do it once a week, right? You yeah, can you make a million and a half, two million bells a week. Once a week. Yeah. So Get the, that's where the big money I don't think is. my daughter's playing that way. She's not min-maxing anything. Well, you don't have to. I mean, the thing is that you just <laughs> you just buy a load of turnips, go online, search for turnip. What, See, this what is, is this is not min-maxing to Jeremy. This is no, no. It's just like someone's out there their, to sell their turnips. The yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is just your your weekly infusion to fund all of your other min-maxing. Well, I'll tell you what I did is oh, um, perfect. So, like, we we I guess we just first were able to purchase turnips two weeks ago. Uh huh. So I bought a bunch of turnips, and they were a hundred bells each right okay and so i was thinking oh i guess there's always 100 bells whatever so i bought a bunch and then i know that like the the price changes every morning and evening mm-hmm. so i check in every time and um like going throughout the week they were always cheaper than 100 bells it was like oh we'll buy them for 60 you bells. bought at the high huh we'll buy them for <laughs> 72 bells we'll buy them for... and then so you gotta watch the curves bud well finally they had uh they had updated the price one time and it was like 130 and i was like okay this is probably as good as it's gonna get so better sell them all now um and so so i did made some money then but then the next time it came around it was like oh we're selling the turnips for 93 bells i was like oh it varies there's it's different okay so bought a bunch of those and then this week, it was like Monday morning, or maybe it was like Tuesday morning, like first thing, it, the, the price was, you know, over 100. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go ahead and sell them because I know I'll be making money. Whereas if I wait, they might just give, you know, prices in the 40s or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I made a chunk of change that way. But you can only do it once a week, right? You can only Yeah, that's right. Buy, but here, you can here's stock the up thing. and then cash in once a week. You don't sell those turnips lower than 400 bells. Yeah, if I want to like go on and like, you know, get some strangers island code. I've been teaching, I've been teaching my young ones. They're like, "Dad, dad, it's 150. Should we sell it?" And I'm like, "No, you don't sell it. You <laughs> You hang on to them until they're rotten. You hodl. That's yeah, what that's, you do. You hodl. Right. That's right. You uh you 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 I know a guy children because when they're rotten they're just they're like completely worthless right yeah but if they go rotten they gather bugs and then you can catch the bugs and sell the bugs there's always an out special what even is this game i don't even know what are they are they just like are they like rare bugs are they just the same crap they're just always so what is the joy that you extrapolate from this grind fest of a game i'll tell you when i find it ah cool the same joy that you get grinding any game man it's just it's just games i don't i Games are I, just I games with different... I don't get fun grinding. I'm no. done with that. Yeah. So is the like major progress of the island, you know, is that contingent on like advancing the main character's house or like what? What is it? Sort of. What I mean, that's just that? one of the things you can do. Dude, this is, this is like, what's the, you know, what's the value of playing, um, I don't know, Terraria or uh, I'm trying to think of something that Dale likes, you joyless so-and-so. Uh, no, just, I'm, I'm saying like, what's what's the you path make it forward? Your here? place. Well, the path forward is whatever you want it to be. You can terraform your island. You can add new hills. You can build. Right. To hell with you. I'm gonna look up a fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not giving you the answer you want, huh? Uh, no. You, you read Jeremy's. He wrote one, I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is all. This it's is my game facts. My territory. Yeah. No, you just you just kind of do what you want. Um, and maybe that's maybe that's economic advancement to you. Maybe that's you know, social engineering. Maybe that's decorating your house, interior design. Maybe it's, you know, any any number of things. 
uh, civics. You know, you can start start your own little start your own little civilization. Uh, you know, become become the entertainment capital in Legrand's. There's no way to wage Iroquois war nation. on anybody in Animal Crossing, though, is there? Not really. No, but uh, but you know, I'm gl- I'm glad that you're still sticking with it, and you might eventually find that spark that uh, that eventually brings you around. It's it's a lot of fun, and again, there's also those cute little moments, the the fireworks and and whatever, and socializing with friends and. You know, and I hope that you're also taking, I mean, we talked about this before, but I hope you're also taking the opportunity to send little letters to your kids and, you know, maybe play with them sometimes on the synchronous multiplayer and stuff like it's just It's just a little thing you can do. It's oh, yeah, they're like having a, a great time doing all that. Good, good, good. I think you're doing it right then. So there's no way, there's no way to do it wrong. But you better be making, you no, better be making bank is, on those terms, uh, though. What they want is Isabel to show up and, you know, like the... The, the town hall to happen and like a museum and all when that does, stuff. When does the Doom guy show up? That's what I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good question. That's what I'm waiting for. Isabel goes I to have smash. Parts. I have like. So I've got a samurai helmet and I've got the uh, samurai uh, shoes. So I just need a couple more pieces and then I figure it's all. There you go. See, you're finding the joy. There you go. Well done. How about you, Jeremy? Well, uh, this month, I, I think we talked about this on one of our previous episodes, but this entire month, even even today, if you're listening to this and it's still August, uh, you can go try this out. Uh, the game Iron Harvest is in a essentially a public beta before it launches in the first, first bit of September. This is a new RTS game based on a kickstarted property from 2018. Um, the the universe is called 1920 plus, and it's essentially an alternate history sort of World War One era. This is diesel punk. I know you've heard of steampunk and you've heard of cyberpunk and all these other things. This is sort of diesel punk. It's kind of uh, the era, you know, historically. Diesel punk. Yeah, huh? historically, it's the era after steampunk. We get diesel, gasoline, fossil fuels. After that, then it gets into some of that other stuff. But so right me, now our, we're in the diesel punk era of I, we're in the life. we're in the information punk era right now. Oh. I think, and then because there was <laughs> Not space quite punk, punk. We're almost we're the social media punk. Yeah, era. social media punk. <laughs> social influencer media punk, punk. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what we are. So this is an RTS game, and it's very much in the vein of um, Company of Heroes, I guess. And I didn't play a ton of Company of Heroes, but it's an RTS game, and the entire idea is that. Um, it essentially takes place in the sort of Russo-Polish kind of Eastern Front, uh, but it's World War One kind of kind of kind of place. Um, and the the beta includes content for a, the opening campaign, so just kind of a, a number of story missions, including cutscenes, tutorials. You know, it, it takes you all the way through that stuff. A skirmish mode that allows you to play against the AI, or you can actually do co-op and do a comp stomp with a friend, as well as challenge maps and then some competitive multiplayer and 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 stuff like that. Uh, and that's all just for free. Like you just go to that Steam page. It's on Steam right now, and you just go there, download it. It's not too big, and you load it up and play it uh the campaign centers around uh, a little girl named anna and her eventually she gets a bear named uh Wojtek, uh w-o-j-t-e-k and um they become fast friends she is a sort of sniper character but Wojtek is her melee grizzly bear combatant so here's the thing the world of 1920 plus is sort of um you know uh lock bolt bolt and lock uh rifles maybe early machine guns also, 
bipedal mechs and fighting animals and all of that together and it's all wrapped up in this really great art style this really what i would say sort of a a, a very heart filled um kind of fiction the characters even in the in the uh, opening in fact the opening tutorial uh i i it's kind of funny because there are a number of games that have tutorials that are snowball fights final fantasy tactics advance has it the last oh, yeah. of, the last of us 2 has it and uh, now this has it. You actually do the initial training is Anna as a as a kid as a girl uh, doing a snowball fight against the bullies who didn't want to let her play with them. And uh, and it's actually just it's really cute. Um, as far as the gameplay itself goes, uh, like I said, fairly straightforward RTS, very Company of Heroes. Um, you have your um, uh, infantry characters. Uh, who, uh, you know, come in different types. I mean, in, in some way, this is going to be a lot like just about every RTS going all the way back to, I don't know, Dune 2, right? Because you've got um, infantry units, and they're all um, sort of individual units, but the life is sort of represented by, you know, you've got these five guys, but they comprise one infantry unit together, and as the life meter of that unit starts to go down, individual guys start dying, right. and you can, you know, heal them back up, and then, oh, suddenly you've got five guys there again. Um, you, uh, th there's a cover system to this, so just like in Company of Heroes, you can sort of entrench behind um, a terrain or, or artifices, you know, fences, buildings, things like that, and that will give you bonuses for defense, which allows you to essentially trump anybody who's out in the open. Uh, you can also, as you traverse, and, and the, the sort of the setup of any given mission is you spend a lot of time in one map and then there are different progressive missions that sort of open up as you go. And there are primary missions and secondary in missions. In the same map? In the same map. Yeah, that's right. And and sometimes there might be a cutscene that interrupts it and kind of resets some stuff and sort of sneakily reconfigures things and kind of opens up a new... Like, for example, in the opening missions, I would lose a unit, and then suddenly they'd be back after this cutscene. And so it sort of reset me to kind of do the next leg of that current campaign mission. Um, but uh, as you traverse through and kind of follow from point to point to do the different missions, oh, save these villagers, save those villagers, uh, whatever, rendezvous with this, search out this thing over there, uh, you can come across um, things like uh, health kits, but also equipment that you can come across. And your infantry units can upgrade with different kinds of weapons. They can eventually gain grenades, which uh, if you find grenades in the map, it adds a little grenade option, a little cooldown function for that for that infantry unit to kind of throw a little timed stick grenade out and it'll explode anybody who's nearby uh you can equip them with different things like um uh heavy weaponry that's good for fighting these mechs which we haven't talked about yet but we'll get to that in just a second there are gun emplacements which are are these you know big uh, rotary cannon things that'll just mow down any infantry units that are in you know in its path um, and then of course the, Oh my the, gosh, talk about the mechs. Yeah. Okay. I just watched, I just watched one run through a building. Yes. Yeah. So, um, a, a lot of the terrain is deformable. The mechs themselves are, I gotta say they're, they're really creative. There are some mechs that are bipedal. There are some that are, you know, quadrupedal, some that have a wheel in the back and just kind of crawl are along. Are there any and, that are hexapedal? Just, just I haven't, curious. I haven't come across those yet, but they do. There are some that vary in size and actually in some of the promo art and in, in some of the missions, they actually have these giant two-legged ones that kind of look like from the Battletech universe stalkers. They've got these big nose cones and then they walk on, on two feet. Um, essentially, they function as sort of the vehicles or the tanks 
in Company of Heroes. They, they don't actually have a lot of, like, really fancy functions. I mean, some of them will have flamethrowers that will kind of rip through infantry. Uh, they'll have different weak points, like some of them may be weak to the rear. So, so a lot of this really is about um, positioning, you know, kind of making sure that you're putting yourself in a good position to take advantage either through terrain, through your, you know, natural rock, paper, scissors formula for the guys that you've got versus the enemies that you're up against, um, and, and, and so on. Um, the, um, the, the mission structures are fairly straightforward. I, I'm going to say that there hasn't been a lot of, and, and I don't know if this is in speaking in sort of extra praise of Company of Heroes or, or maybe speaking maybe a little bit conservatively on this game, but I, I don't know that there's been a lot of development in RTS as a genre since Company of Heroes, because this really does kind of stay pretty pretty close to that. Now that said, um, I will say that this game has a ton of style that I really like. Um, you don't see this sort of theater very often, uh, where everybody is, you know... What, diesel uh, punk's not a thing that you see all the time? Not really. In fact, actually, the only thing about this, there's one game that I've seen, and I and I think I mentioned it just briefly in passing on one of our previous podcasts when this first came up. Have, did either of you guys play Ring of Red on the PlayStation 2? No. Ring of Red? So Ring of Red was a, kind of a similar idea in World War II where it was like an alternate history. And they would actually take like old newsreel footage and kind of Photoshop or, or you know, video animate a, a mech in amongst the, the soldiers landing on, you know, Omaha Beach or whatever. Um, so it's kind of that same kind of idea. And it actually it actually comes off really well. It is, I, I do kind of like this speculative alternate history idea just as a thematically. I, I just think it's kind of neat. Uh, you know, Valkyria Chronicles. I mean, it's, kind, it's, it's a little bit like that where you have fantastical stuff in a setting that is normally in and of itself is a, is a whole genre unto itself. Um, well, this so, game like tries to be looks like it's trying to be pretty serious uh, yeah i mean it's not like comedic or anything like that but it just uh, you know i find that the the way the cutscenes are done the story and, and on, here's the thing like the story arc of that early campaign anna and her father and this bear you know it, it, nothing in that you can sort of see it all coming like how things are going to play out her father has a mysterious secret and he didn't tell her that he was involved in you know the the production of, of these mecca and you know oh she's you know she's got to go and find him and rescue but the thing is that just the the way the music the way the art the the design of, of things like the mechs kind of just the scenario I, I really dig it and I, I don't know if it's just me kind of opening my heart to this idea of 1920 plus this 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 IP uh, but I think I think it's really pretty good and the thing is if you're not sure about that stuff if RTS isn't typically your thing if you're not sure that you like the idea of mechs if, if Company of Heroes didn't really speak to you I would say still try this anyway because this is their sort of final push to iron out a lot of technical kinks and and uh, and probably just as a little bit of marketing you know as a demo and I would say take advantage of this it'll cost you nothing and you might get you know, you might be pleasantly surprised. And again, it does have some multiplayer... Is it on Steam for free right now, you said? It is on Steam for free What's right now. What's it called now. again, real quick? Uh, it's called Iron Harvest. There Iron go. Harvest. And um, it, it it's more or less, I mean, I don't want to say fully featured, but it has a little bit of all of the of the main modes for this thing. And um, I've, I've kind of been looking into this. I'd like to know more about the 1920 Plus series just in general. I understand there's a like a board game and there's even a 1920 Plus 
um, board game adaptation on Steam that's, I think, 20 bucks. This is going to be coming out at the $50 price point, or you can get a deluxe version at $60 when it launches in September. Um, and, and I think this is a really good opportunity, if any of this sounds even remotely interesting to you, to just try it out and see whether it's your thing and, and get in on it. Um, you know, At least have a taste before That seems it's... like a really high price for a game like this in this day and age. Well, it's, I mean, it's a it full look, game. It looks really well done. The production looks fantastic. It's just... Unless you're a StarCraft or a Warhammer, like I don't know who's pulling in that type of numbers for an RTS. Uh, well, I, I, and I don't know. Yeah, I mean, RTS. Heroes, I guess that's, that, that's the thing. I mean, there hasn't really been that I can think of. Uh, I mean, Company of Heroes was like 15 years ago or something at this point. But um, I, the only other RTS that I'm even vaguely familiar with is the Homeworld spinoff, Deserts of Karak. And which I thought actually was really cool and did some interesting, you know, just kind of twists on the on the genre as well. Um, but I don't think that that means that RTS is not a viable genre. I think it's just one of those that's kind of become dormant for a little while. And and this is a game that is a full game and a fully featured game with a you know full campaign. Uh, it's not a you know early access thing. I mean, this is the actual launch that's 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 happening. I, th- I think it is the kind of game that can command the price that they are asking. I think it's just a question of whether we individually are interested in that. I think that the game itself merits the purchase, at least based that, on. That's what, what I mean. Played. I'm just saying that I don't know what I don't know how big the audience there is anymore for RTS. Yeah. Well, and and that's I mean who knows because you know something goes away for a while and then comes back. I mean there was a period of time where fighting games were that too, and I think fighting games have come they back. They still pretty, are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, who knows? No, what they're they're, they're still in that niche category. I mean, yeah. Um, I, I will say, though, that as far as the genre, this is a good representative of it. I think that um, uh, the soundtrack is on vinyl. It's coming out. I pre-ordered it already, So, uh, and I've actually been vindicated by playing this and being like, yeah, that music is actually really good. Uh, the voice acting is a little iffy. I wonder if they got actual Russians or whatever to do it and something they're not. <laughs> I don't know. The, the accents Russian are right. Russian cousins? The, yeah, exactly. Is it, a, is it a Polish developer? Who's the developer? Uh, you know, King I gotta be honest. Art? Yeah, I don't know what else they've done, to be honest. I don't I You don't click on if... the King Art developer it takes you to deep silver's publisher yeah so they're just they're the yeah that's exactly right and and it might be that they have some pedigree again this was a kickstarted project so it might be that they've got people who worked in other things and and maybe there is some company of heroes tie in there and i'm just purely Uh, speculating but um it it, it definitely shares a lot of that dna Um, they made a game called the dwarves oh wow yeah actually um the book of unwritten tales Okay, all right. So they have done that. So this is totally different uh, from any of those. My Free Zoo. My, fr- my Free heard Zoo. Of any, I've heard of un- Book of Unwritten Tales. Classic. My Free Zoo. But like I said, <laughs> uh, this is uh, a, a game that tries to focus a little less on the APMs, a little less on how fast you can click stuff, and a little bit more on positioning, a little bit more on understanding your unit mix. And like I said, it's just wrapped up in a really cool alternate history, you know, diesel punk uh, mech and and military. I wonder if uh, Wesley, friend of the show, we should have him. This. We should have him verify and find out how historically accurate this whole <laughs> thing is. I'm sure he'll have some. Uh, sure, he'll have some comments on that. And folks, if you have any comments about any of the games that you've heard us discuss today, or if you'd like to share with us the games that you've been playing, uh, you can let us know all about that stuff. You can find us on social media. We're there for you with our ear to the ground, listening for all of your comments. You can find us there at Show on Twitter. You can also reach out to us individually if there's something you want to say to any given one of us. You can separate us from the pack, make us weak, and mention us on Twitter. You can find me at Jeremy underscore Lamont on Twitter. I'm at Legrand, sort of, sometimes, but not very often. (laughs) 
And I am at Count Elmthor. You can find our fourth man, Jared Red Eye Dunn, at R-E-D underscore I. Find him over at twitch.tv slash show, and more commonly now at youtube.com slash show, where Jared has been cranking out a lot of, like, thoughtful, pre-generated uh, video content. I think we've got something really? coming out every day this week. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so so support Jared. Uh, go subscribe over there. Watch the videos. He's done He's done a couple of really good ones, too. Uh, and I haven't checked out the one for today, but uh, it's kind of interesting, too. He's gotten into beta tests and things like that, and I think we're getting a little bit of uh, exposure there, just kind of playing some new stuff. So support Jared, go watch some of his stuff, leave a comment maybe, and uh, come tell him he's, he's a good boy in uh, in Discord. You can find the link to our Discord over at GameBiteShow.com, where you can also find a back catalog of all of our podcast material. Lots of good stuff going back, I don't know, four or five years at this point. Uh, a lot of good Game Bites stuff going on there. And like huh. I said, a link to that Discord server where you can come and join us. We invite you, open invitation. Uh, come uh, come hang out with us there. Get, uh, get get a dose of them freebies when we find them and some of them maymays. Lots of good maymays over at uh, Game Bite Show. And all of course, maybes. all the maybes, all the maybes. And of course, if you are hankering for some more of this uh, information punk action, uh, just wait, because we'll be back in just a few days with a new podcast at the top of the week to talk to you about the news, new releases, and a special topic of discussion, and that is never too far away. But until then, folks, this has been your Game Bite Show podcast. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Be seeing you.